Aloha, this is One God Church Online's podcast. I'm Reverend Enoch, and I have your title. Okay, not everyone's going to be excited about this title, you know, this session, but I believe that you'll be blessed in this session. I do believe that you'll be blessed in this session. Fish finder, yeah? Heavenly Father, we come into your presence, just broken vessels, Father God. We're wounded by life. We're beat down and bruised and just scarred, Father God. And some of us have open wounds, Father God. Our hearts, our our minds, our our emotions, our lives, Lord, our finances, our Lord, our very eyes are are wounded by the things that we have seen, Lord. We we need you, Father God. Cleanse us. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Uh, Father God, as the Comforter, come. Answer our prayers, Father God. We put them at your feet, our prayers and our petitions. We need you, Father God. Let Answer our prayers and be glorified in our life. Let the people in the naysayers that, 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 have, that are looking upon us like we're just these little people. And if we stay little, that's fine. If we get big, that's fine. Whatever you see fit, Father God. But be the victor in our lives. And rescue us from our situation. Some of us out there in hopes and needs. And we're reaching out for you, Lord. We need you. Your one body, one mind church. We come together and ask you. Forgive us all. The listeners, Father God. Forgive us for any generational curses. Generational sins. Father God, set us free. Break the chains of bondage. Alcoholism. Drug addiction. Whatever. Body pains. Father God, cancers. Tumors. Father God, anything that, that is ungodly that is in our lives. Help us to remove, remove it from our lives. Strip it from our backs. The evil latching cohorts clawing into our lives. The things that we're looking at. Pornography lust of the flesh, you know, giving into whatever it is, too much of this, or just complaining. Forgive us for any sin, stain, or blemish on our lives in the courts of heaven. Anything that could be held against us in the courts of heaven, set us free and absolve and acquit us by the blood of Jesus. Let it speak on our behalf. Set us free in Jesus' name. Your church, your people, every listener, Every person that would, every listener that would tell someone about it, let them be, let their life be forever changed. Forever changed, Father God, because you sent your only begotten Son, Jesus, to defeat death by death on the cross. And we thank you for that. And we need you. We need more of you in our lives. Father God, we need you to come down. We look to you, Father God. We ask that your, that your kingdom come, that your glory be done. We ask that it be your will and your will be done. Jesus' mighty name, in nomine Padre, Filius, Spiritus Santos. And if anything wasn't mentioned, we pray that the Holy Spirit would come and just come in and just crash into our lives. And wherever we need you, Father God, whatever we, we it was too painful to moan about, to talk about, to mention, Lord, that you just show up and fix that situation. If there's any error in this message, we pray that you make that road straight, that you make it correct. That you put that into our hearts and you redeem us. You bring the giants down that oppose us. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So like I said, okay, not everyone is going to be excited about the title, but you will be blessed in this session. Fish finder. Now follow me here. You may not be interested in fishing, but you can get a blessing out of this if you just follow with me. Amen. You know, in 1948, a device for de- detecting, you know, uh, fish underwater was developed in Nagasaki, Japan. And, and forgive me, I might be saying the names a little bit wrong here, but, you know, nobody's perfect. The Furuno brothers, the Kiyotaka uh, uh, and Kiyokata, uh, 
the, the owners of a small marine electrical company in a small port of Japan developed this amazing new technology. You know, again, forgive me if I've messed those names up. I'm not perfect. I'm not Japanese. So, I mean, no offense to anyone. It's just, you know, I probably didn't say that right. Again, it was a, uh, the Farino, uh, Foruno, you know, brothers. Uh, Kyotaka and Kyokata. Uh, the owners of a small marine electrical company in a small port of Japan. They developed this amazing new technology. The story facts go on like this. An experienced fisherman uh, talked to his brothers and he says, I know where fish are. And, and, I, and I can guess it's, it's quantity too. Yeah. This private talk became uh, between the Furuno brothers and the fisherman provided uh, Kiyotaka and the inspirational of developing a fish finder. Air bubbles, said the fisherman. When the air bubbles rise to the surface, it means there's fish. It means there's fish in a school down below. Yeah? So you see the bubbles and there's a, you know, it's a, it's a school of fish down there. So, you know, that's the quantity. This was the, the secret for fishing. It was well known, in fact. That the sound of uh, the sound waves reflects uh, when it hits against a bubble. That the Kiyotaka instantly thought uh, that it that it you know it could be something could be used for detecting you know bubbles in order to find fish. This conversation with an experienced fisherman had become an important trigger for developing fish finders. Lawrence H HDS is probably one of the best listed. You know, the fish finders with a, a price of, you know, three thousand one hundred dollars. That's pretty pricey, yeah, for a fish finder. Yeah, you know, most of us wouldn't spend thirty bucks on something like that, but you know what? You get what you pay for, yeah. Uh, but fish finders are not the main fishing tool. I mean, there is a range of gears used in commercial fishery fishing. You know, every type of uh, you know gear has some effect of. Um, on the ocean environment. However, if carefully managed, virtually all gears and types can be used responsibly and sustainability and, and for you know and sustainability. You know everything from bait lures, tackle fishing, uh, all of its um, it's all in one gig. You know everything. You know the uh, the fish finder, bait lures, tackle fishing, nets, whatever it is, traps. You know, boats and all these things. The gear that we would even put on is all in the same gig. Fishing gear. Boots, the gig, the glasses, everything. Polarized, yeah? Polarized glasses, gotta have them, yeah? They actually do help, yeah, don't they? And, uh, you know, there are many, 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 many styles of netting. You know, long lining, as well as Poland line. The famous Poland line, yeah? If, if we took a look, if we look at these uh, few scriptures, I'll read. You know, I'll, look, I'll read these few scriptures. We can see Jesus knew a lot about fishing on every level. He says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. In the Padre, Filio, Espirito Santos. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. 
Brothers and sisters, doesn't it seem like it's the end of the age? The coming? The second coming? Doesn't it seem that way? You know, some of us might look at it, you know, I mean, this may, this may be theologically incorrect, you know, and, and, and it's okay. But like, you know, Jesus came, you know, and it, like in the Christmas times, we hear the story and, you know, some of us, you know, we get into that and it's like, you know, the, you know, you know, the, the birth of the Messiah, Jesus of Nazareth is born, you know, and we hear the three kings and some of us, some of us heard the three kings song, you know, we three kings, you know, and then we get all this stuff. We get excited in the holidays and it was, maybe it was the three shepherds and they weren't kings, but you know, however it plays out, whatever the, the true validity of the story. And it's usually some kind of a translational little thing. You know, it's like when we talk to people, okay, I get it. It doesn't matter if they were a king or a shepherd. I mean, you know, they came presenting gifts. Yeah. Jesus was born in, in Bethlehem. Yeah. Yeah. Away in a manger. <laughs> and so we get that story. And so Jesus is coming then. And then Jesus, you know, and then Jesus is coming. He goes through his life. And then Jesus is crucified, you know. Yeah. And so Jesus is coming. But before Jesus is crucified, Jesus is is there, you know. And Jesus... um. Uh, and so Jesus came, and then Jesus is crucified, and then Jesus is uh, rose from the dead. And this this could be seen as a second coming. He's coming back again. Yeah, he rose from the dead. And then the third coming. You know, some people get get it get lost in this, but the, you know, we usually say the second coming would be when Jesus comes back, and you know, we hear it to be Armageddon and 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 things like that. And as long as we get into the Word of God, we can correctly tell this story: the birth, the death, and the resurrection. And then the returning of Jesus Christ. And so that's what we need to do to be fishers of men, to be speakers of the gospel, is to just know the story or part of the story or a story in this wonderful book of recordings of actual events. Real life stories. Wonderful. There's so much in the Bible. If we can just get plugged into that, we can get fed on every level and we could be living in the Word of God. Not just merely holding it or dusting it off every once in a while on these holidays we come through. Whatever it may be, you know, if we're at Easter, we're, you know, we're at Christmas, we're at Thanksgiving, you know, and we're like, well, how does that fit in? Well, being thankful. Well, how does that fit in? Well, giving. Well, how does that fit in? Well, he's returning, you know. I mean, it's always, always we should be giving thanks no matter where we're at, even in the hard times. And that's when it's even harder, isn't it? When we're in these hard gaps in life, these dark places, these crevices where we're, we got our foot stuck in and we can't get out. Maybe this sinful nature. Isn't it really difficult when you're in anger and, and it's just like, man, I cannot, because sometimes we fall in love with that and we're like, oh, the energy from this, the, I feel empowered. I feel powerful. We're, we're walking around and man, we could just take out anything. And it's like, you will not see me. You cannot stand to me. You cannot step to me. You know what I mean? Streetwise. You know, oh, it's it's going to be a bad day, bro. Like, you're you're going to have a bad day if you step to me. I'm angry. You know, and, and all of us sometimes get in that gap. And it's, and it's like, hard to get out of that because we're hungry for that. When people try to say something to us, we're like, blah, 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 blah. we just bark at them. And, whoa, it's intense. And some of us, when we get angry, it's different. We become a victim instead of victimizing. So wherever we're at in anger, regardless of where we sit there, we're still in sin. God wants us to love one another 
And it's so difficult. I pray that if you are stuck in anger and you're stuck in something where you're holding a grudge against somebody, that God could just lift that off of you and make, make straight that crooked road, that crooked way of thinking, that crooked way of, of you know, victimizing yourself and then, the, you know, into that self-pity and, you know, oh man, I just pray that God could just come and just remove that from your life. It's tough. I get it. Because angering sometimes can be empowering. And it's enabling us. You know, and we're thinking murderous things. Throwing a table or, or, you know, doing something angrily, it all ends up bad. That's why we say, you know, and it's a good thing to understand and can habitually keep on saying and, and telling other people. That way we get into the, you know, telling people, man, we shouldn't be into our feelings. Because if we're into our feelings, you know, it's always going to lead us down. Whenever we're into our feelings, no matter what direction we're going in, it's always going to lead us down. Yeah. And if we don't manage our feelings, our fan, our, we will mismanage our life and our feelings will manage us. So, you know, if we were to just clean, wipe the table clean of way, that's way too much information. If we are into our feelings, our feelings are going to manage us and we will mismanage our life. So anger is managing us. Yeah. So self-pity and doubt and all these things, you know, are, you know, they're managing us. Yeah. And so the feeling of, of discouragement, the feeling of, you know, being in disaster, just total dismay. And we end up in this self-pity and, and we can't get out of that because we're into our feelings. And so our feelings are managing us. And so how can we be true, you know, fishers of men if we're into our feelings? We have to let go of the past. We have to let go of these things and ask God to just clear the table. Father God, we need you. That's how we need to get through that. That's why we seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. And all these things will be added to you. We can get through it if we could just continue to be seeking his kingdom. Looking to Him, God will see us through it. There seems no way out, but God will provide a way. It seems like it takes forever. Exactly. That's how it goes sometimes. That's why it's that's what makes it even tougher. And you'll see how sharper you'll be when you come out. As long as you don't quit because life is full of quitters. The streets are covered with them. And hopefully you don't think about that today by being a quitter. And you think about, wait a minute. I'm going to fight for survival. And survival is getting plugged into the Word of God. That way you have something. Sometimes we don't even want to go on. We don't want to read the daily scripture. We're so upset. And see, we're into our feelings and our feelings are managing us. And we're mismanaging them. And our life is going to be out of place. In, in Matthew 28, 19 through 20, and I'm going to read out of the NSAB, um, you don't need, you know, you don't need a, a PhD uh, to get that one. You know, you don't need a PhD to get to to, to get that one. And so this is the uh, Matthew twenty-eight nineteen through twenty. I'll be reading it again, and it's um, you know, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And lo, I am always with you, even to the end of the age. 
how wonderful it is the Word of God touches us right when we need it. And sometimes it may be in a different context. That scripture was speaking this, but in the context of our life, God speaks to us and He comes and gives us that word that we need. See, you don't need a PhD to hear from God. And so going on further from there, Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, you know, they, they said to him, we will go with you. We will come with you also. They went and, you know, they all got into the boat. And at that night, they caught nothing. It's like, okay, we're all going to go with you and then we don't catch anything. Can you imagine how they were all feeling? Like, wait a minute. Why did we go with this guy? Like, he's a professional fish. We're professional fishers. There's fishermen everywhere. I mean, this, you know, what's going on here? And we don't catch anything. Wow. That's how it goes sometimes. And, you know, here here we are in this thing where we didn't catch anything. It's like, well, maybe we'll, you know, get better. Maybe we need better lures. Maybe we need, you know, maybe we, we you know, need to go at a different spot. Maybe we need a fish finder. Yeah, amen. Let the Holy Spirit be that fish finder. Amen. And so, you know, they're saying, we will come with you. And they went out in the boat and then that night and they caught nothing. But when the day was now breaking, Jesus stood on the beach. And yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. So Jesus said to them, children, do you have any fish? Do you? They answered him, no. And he said to them, cast the nets on the right hand side of the boat and you will find a catch so they cast the net see Jesus said cast the nets in different translations it it says differently but he said cast your nets and they cast a net could it be that when we're into our feelings that it's like oh yeah we didn't catch anything and I don't know how to witness to people or you know my life my business is failing my life is failing my marriage is failing my prayers are failing I don't, they're not even getting answered and maybe it's because we missed something maybe there was a plural to it maybe we just missed a piece of the prayer maybe we forgot to say in Jesus name because no one come to the Father except through me Jesus clearly states that or maybe it's the way that we uh, approach that unapproachable light like hey brother God what's up man how you doing today hey what's up God just feeling kind of good I mean we can openly talk to him and he's a friend who will st stick closer to us than a brother but sometimes we should be reverently in in approaching that God are you kidding me that unapproachable light instead of just trying to bro up with him and just being like God you are holy you know and sometimes, yeah, maybe we should speak to him all broed out like that. Or just like, hey, sister God, or, or whatever it is. Hey, God, this is your sister, or however you look at it. Approaching that unapproachable light, but just being like, he's a friend that will stick closer than a brother. Yeah. He's there for you when no one else can. And he'll love you like no one other, like none other could ever love you. His love surpasses anyone in our lives that we could ever even begin to fathom the the veracity and the tenacity of his love the stick to this the never quit attitude of his love and his compassion for us in his life and so seeing this is plurally he's saying cast your nets on the right side of the boat and they cast their net 
And so, I mean, and we'll get back into this scripture, but I believe that for some of us, we need to we need to listen a little bit careful to what God is saying because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And there are preachers and teachers speaking to us and we're missing out on it because we have hardened our hearts because of situations in life. And then we're looking at how other people are looking at us and it's just got us bitter and, and we are just bitter, bitter, bitter and we're throwing salt in everyone's eyes. You know, and it's like, how do we get by with this negative mindset, this negative attitude? We listen and we obey. When he says, cast the nets, you should have threw out everything. And so, but the cool thing about God is, and the cool thing about how Jesus dealt with this, is Jesus said, you know, Jesus was asking, do you have any fish? Jesus knew they didn't have any fish. Jesus knew they didn't catch anything. And they answered him, no. And he said to them, cast the nets on the right-hand side of the boat and you will find a catch. And so they cast out the net, okay? But the thing is, is so they cast out the net and they, they were not able to haul it in because of the greater number of the fish. Can you imagine the multitude and the magnitude and the magnanimous proportions that they would have hauled in the fish? But Jesus knew exactly what they were going to do. And he overfilled the net. Imagine if we would just be obedient to God when he speaks to us. Of the abundance of his, the flavor of his favor in our lives. If we would just be obedient to what he's saying. To love one another. To love the Lord our God with all of our heart, with all of our mind, with all of our soul. He will overfill our cup with abundance Jesus is enough we're always looking for something else but Jesus has always been enough and so as we go on further here therefore that the disciple whom Jesus loved said <clears throat> said to Peter Lord it is the Lord so when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord he put out his order he put it he put um he put his outer garment on for he was stripped for work. You know, so he put his outer garment on and he and he threw himself into the sea. Yeah. He's asking therefore the disciple whom Jesus loved, he said he said to Peter, "It is the Lord." So so now you get the confirmation that it's the Lord he's came through. At first, they didn't recognize that it was Jesus. He's like, friends, do you have any fish? Cast on the right side. So they did. And it's like, wait a minute, it's Jesus. So, so in this message and in this thing, if God is telling you, go look yourself in the mirror and say, I am blessed. My miracle is coming through. God is a miracle worker, a way maker, a promise keeper. And he's going to come through for me. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am beautiful. God is going to come through for me. If you go look yourself in the mirror and obey that, faith comes by hearing. And this is through the Word of God that we get this. It is extracted and is an exegesis that just moves in the theology of God's Word. Us living in His Word, moving out into that. Go look yourself in the mirror. Hey, I'm just a guy on the beach. I'm not Jesus. But could it be, could it be that God is saying to you, go look yourself in the mirror. Do that, what I just said. Go look yourself in the mirror and say, my miracle is coming through. Yeah, my healing is coming through because God is a way maker, a promise keeper, and He's going to come through for me. He's going to come through for my family, for my friends, for everyone around me. Everything I touch is going to be blessed because He is in 
me. And greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Amen. God is going to come through for you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are beautiful. You are handsome. God is going to come through for you. If you just go do that thing, go do that thing. Go look your, go physically look yourself in the mirror. If it's a review mirror, a mirror, go look yourself in the mirror and say, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. God is going to come through for me today. Why it is still called today. He is going to come through for me. He is a way maker, a promise keeper. He's a healer, restorer. He's coming through. My life is going to, the trajectory of my life is going to change forevermore. You go speak that to yourself in the mirror and know that it is God Himself that is speaking to your situation through you, through this message. Relay it, follow that. Now, you either, you have nets right now, but if you just go and cast a net, then you could still get a full net. But can you imagine if you were obedient? To the word of God. Wait a minute, wait a minute. This error there, this isn't the word of God. This is God in the word speaking to you through a message. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. The word of God. The word of God. Yeah? The word of God. Go cast your nets. Yeah? <laughs> go cast your nets. And as we go on, how exciting this message is. Can you imagine? He's like, it is the Lord. So he's stripped out of his armor and garment. He's all fishing gear and he jumps in in his skivvies or however you'd say it, his boxers or whatever, you know. And he was, you know, because and he just threw himself into the sea and, and he just rushes up to the beach. But but the other disciples came in a little boat. So they come in a skiff. Yeah, they ripped over to the shore and came to, you know, came to the, in a little skiff in a boat to the shore where Jesus was. For they were not, par, uh, you know, they were not far from the, from the land. But a hundred yards away, or, you know, something, something of the sort, you know, dragging a full net of fish. <laughs> so when they got out to the land, they, they saw the charcoal fire was already laid and a fish placed on it. Yeah. And bread. Jesus had bread. Jesus said to them, bring some fish, which you have caught. And Simon Peter uh, went up and, and, you know, drew the net on the land full of fish. A hundred and fifty-three. And although there were so many, the net was not torn. That's another good point right there. Although although we we casted our net, he still overfilled it. And for some of us that it, it could rip and tear and it could be it, all that we could lose all of that. So we must be obedient. You see, there are consequences to our disobedience. But like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego facing the fiery furnace, I believe that God can bring you through your situation if you would just be faithful and go look yourself in the mirror. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. God has a purpose and a plan for your life. God is going to answer your prayer. He's going to come through for you. It is His will for you to be prosperous and successful. It is His will for you to be fearfully and wonderfully made whole, made whole, healed, touched. If you're blind, may you have sight. If you have a trouble with your hearing, you will be healed. If you have cancer in your body, you'll be touched, you'll be healed. God will be glorified in your life and through your life. If there are enemy about you, they will be falling at your feet and they will be serving you. In Jesus' name. All that stuff, wondering what you look like. You're looking at your face. I don't look perfect. I, you are perfect just the way God made you. 
you are. So all people have wounded you through life by saying hurtful and mean things. People are like that, but God isn't. God looks at you and He says, You are gleaming and glistening. You are a gem in my kingdom. And I'm going to use you. And your life will glorify. I will be glorified through your life because I will use you because you are a gem. You will shine. You truly will. There is no error in that. Cast your nets. And so Jesus is saying to them, come, let us have breakfast. None of the disciples ventured to question him or, you know, who are you? Knowing that, that it was the Lord, Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them and, and the fish likewise. In, in John chapter 21, uh, verses uh, 3 through 13, again in the NSAB, uh, Jesus was the master teacher as we experience these scriptures of feeding, you know, feeding our very spirits, let us, let us get full. Because here, thus says the Lord God, I will spread out my net over you with the company of many nations. And I will bring you up in my net. Wow. Is not God speaking to you? In Ezekiel 32, 3, and I'm using that out of the Amplified this time, the Amplified Edition. Wait, who said that? Wait, who said that? That's right, the Lord God. What a catch, huh? I believe the Spirit of the Lord is on us here. I believe the Spirit of the Lord is in us in this session, speaking directly to us. It's fishing time, and we need to and we need to hear, you know, we need to hear and we need to get the right pole, the right line, the right hook, the right bait. Also, for some of us, unless we're general, general fishing for men and women to bring them to know Christ, you know, died for them. Christ died for you. He defeated death by death for you. And in our lives, how many times will we come off of this painful cross? Here we are waiting for our prayers to be answered. It's so painful. Some of us are just, man, it's hard to last. Some days we fail. And it's almost like we step down from this cross. It seems like we're being crucified waiting. We're crucified by the painful things around us. Life, the COVID, the, the loss of jobs, the loss of family, the divorces, the, the broken relationships, the people that have left, the, lo the, the people who we've lost in our family, the people we've, who have died and went on. Yeah. And we want to come down from that cross. And he's like, can't you just stay up there for one minute longer? I'm going to come through for you. I am the way maker, the promise keeper. I am the healer, the restorer, the giant slayer. And I am coming. Don't quit. Life is full of quitters. You stay up there. You carry that cross. You stay up there for just a little bit longer. God will come through for you. I believe the Spirit of the Lord is on us right now in this message, directly speaking to us. And it is fishing time. We need to check and make sure we got the right gear. Are we really ready to go fishing? You know, for us, is it just general fishing? Maybe we're being called to do specialized fishing. 
Just maybe God has gifted you with with uh, with gifts and talents, you know, to you know, gifts and talents to fish roaring streams, bearing seas. Maybe it's in a hometown creek or a pond, a big lake or whatever or wherever wherever it would be geographically. Maybe some of you are supposed to fish out there in the mission field. Maybe God equipped you for that, and this is your message that says, "Yeah, okay." The way maker will make a way. Are you willing to go? Do you know how to fish? Or are you just going to learn on the way? Wouldn't it be nice to be geared up for the travel? I believe God's call, uh, you know, God, I believe God's call to, to, to gear up with what you have. Even if you're not an experienced fisherman or, or a fisherwoman, you know. And to just gear up and go out, learn, and grab your pole and your net and let the Holy Spirit be your fish finder. Let His Word be the bait and and your faith and relationship with Jesus your gear. Now throw your line, cast your nets, go fishing, God is on the move. For the specially fishing season is open right now. You folks are ready to king the waters. Preach the good news. Don't complicate it with all this stuff. Just tell the story. Tell your story. Tell your testimony. Tell Jesus' story about the salvation is from God and God alone. And God is God alone. God created the heavens and the earth. If we can't go any further than that, then hold on. We need to take a second and go back to Genesis because God is the creator. No one can come to the Father except through the Son. Jesus is calling you right now. Will you answer His call? I get it. Maybe you've heard about Jesus or heard the story or maybe even accepted Him. But have you expected and accepted Him? You've accepted the story, but have you accepted Him? Are you following Jesus or are you just a fan of Him? Is his poster right next to Michael Jordan or, or Christina Aquilera or whoever you like, Bon Jovi or, or you know, Ozzy Osbourne or whoever the new bands are? Old Time Creed or, you know, whoever? Bryson Tiller, whoever it is? Tupac, whatever it is? Do you have Jesus' poster right up next to them? You're a fan? Oh yeah, I know everything about them. I know the story. But are you really following them? Are you really following Jesus? Are you really ready to give up everything and do His work out there in the mission field? Because you'll have to give up everything. But you have the abundance of everything and anything you've never even begin to imagine. All your hopes and dreams will be fulfilled. Everything that you need to be and everything that you are will come out into play if you'll just answer the call and take this step of faith by following Jesus. Following Jesus is being a fisher of men. Spreading the good news of His birth, of His death, and His resurrection of Jesus Christ in the second coming. The new heaven and the new earth. Don't complicate things. Just tell the story. Jesus Christ defeated death by death on the cross and He died for you because you're worth it. 
Having a cross around your neck is no different than having a Kobe Bryant poster hanging you up in your room. We don't need to get to know Jesus by reading his... We need to get to know Jesus by reading his word and studying it. Not just reading it, but studying it. And not just doing that, but praying. And not just for five minutes, but praying. Praying hard. Not a short time. Not a short time. May you fall in love with the one that loves you like none other. Call. Call on the Lord Jesus Christ. Ask the Holy Spirit for guidance to be your fish finder. Father God, Holy Spirit, come. Teach us how to be fish finders. Give us the wisdom and the understanding. Tell someone about Jesus. The simplicity of the gospel. Just tell the story. You can pick any story. Once you get acquainted with the Word of God, you could look in there and and pick any story and just tell the story. You know, famous preachers and teachers have stood up there and said, Lord, I don't know how. I don't know what I'm going to say. And and then when the questions start coming, you know, if it's apologetics conference or something like that, God comes through and, and he gives them the word to speak. You know, sometimes we think we have to fit this part and all we need to do is go out and do it. Jesus said, you know, go preach. You know, Jesus clearly states that in that word. Go, 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 go. You know, that's the, that's what Jesus says is to go. Yeah? Go. Go, therefore, and make disciples of the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe what I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of ages. The thing is that that you're not going to be alone. So when you come to that, oh, what do I do? Oh, I seek ye first the kingdom of heaven, and all these things will be added unto me. I'm not smart enough to talk to these people. They're all doctors and lawyers and bankers and presidents and all this. What am I supposed to do? Go. You're the gem that the Lord wants to use to shine. And what you have to do is have the faith to step. Tell someone about Jesus. The simplicity of the gospel, just tell the story. Like I said, you could pick any story. Real life recorded events are in the Bible. You could tell any of those. Now, there's some poetic things going on there. And you just ask for the wisdom. And just pray. And have that relationship with Christ. And He will give you the story to tell. He will bring it out in the open out of the Bible and tell someone share with someone that event may our lives alone speak and reflect God working through us and around us and I believe that's what God is going to do because he's answering a prayer right now in your life as long as you are faithful to go throughout your nets and go say those things in the mirror go look yourself in the mirror and say I am I am fearfully and wonderfully made I am healed. I am touched. I am restored. God is coming through for me. My miracle is coming through. God is the miracle in my life. He's coming through, answering my prayers. Answering my prayer. I need that healing. I need that touch. I need to be able to walk. I need to be able to see. I need to be able to hear. I need to be able to touch. Give me the sense of touch so I can go heal these people in Jesus' name. Whatever it may be. I pray that that prayer is answered when you have the obedience to go do that and go look yourself in the mirror and do exactly that in Jesus' name. God is going to use you. You are 
you have been called for his purpose. God has a purpose and a plan for your life. And it's about to unfold. The trajectory of your life is about to change forevermore. And you truly are about to step into a season of your life where every holiday combined with the excitement and the tenacity and the veracity and the just the wow, that exuberant, that that wow, just that that holy just touch of, of all the joy that you could encumber will overflow in your life. And you will just be like, wow, all I had to do was give myself. All you have to do is go serve. Go do what God has called you to do. Go bake those cakes. Go sell those cookies. Go go, uh, paint those paintings. Go out into the mission field. Go all over the world, wherever it may be, and tell the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, touching lives, bringing salvation to the world, and God will bring you up in ways that you couldn't begin to imagine. You'll be looking back at your life and be like, what? Are you kidding me? Some of us are floating in the rapids of life, and it seems scary you're not alone throw out your line maybe for some of us it's a safety line and the fish that you're going to catch with that will bring you to shore the shores of your life may our lives alone speak and reflect God working through us we must share the gospel tell our story Heavenly Father we pray for wisdom and strength we pray for breakthrough Give us the give us the the veracity. We keep saying veracity, but we need that. Give us the give us the zeal, Father God, to go out and do your work. Give us the boldness to speak your word before whoever we may speak it before. Lord, the people don't want to hear the name Jesus anymore. They don't want to hear about the Bible. Lord, give us the strength. Help us to take up the shield of faith, to put on the belt of truth, and and to gird ourselves, Father God, with, with your weapons of warfare, Father God, for this world. For we live in this dark world. We are not of this world, but we are in this world. Be the giant slayer that we need you to be. Come and answer our prayers, Father God. And and again, give us a double portion of that strength and wisdom. Be the voice inside us and let it crash out. Let it be the cymbals gonging. Let it be the instruments coming out of a beautiful music. Let our feet be blessed wherever we walk. Let people see upon that and be like, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the gospel. Father God, we need you. We can't do this without you. You are God, and you are God alone, and we call upon you. In the mighty name of Jesus, heal us, touch us, revive us, restore us, and fuel us and enable us and finance us to do your work. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. In nomine Padre, Filii, Spiritus Santos, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, both now and ever, unto ages of ages, I pray for any demonic force that would be restricting or, or conflicting any of these lives that they go in Jesus' name. You go in Jesus' name. Cancer, you go in Jesus' name. Sickness, you go in Jesus' name. Emotional dispositions, you go in Jesus' name. You go in Jesus' name. You go in Jesus' name. You get your evil latching claws off of these people's lives in the mighty name of Jesus, off their minds and thoughts that spirit of doubt flee in Jesus name that animosity flee in Jesus name that spirit of strife flee in Jesus name that that broken situation restored in Jesus name in Jesus name 
Nomine Padre, Ephelia, Spiritus Santos, whatever it may be, whatever it may be missing in this message, whatever word that needed to be said, I pray that the Holy Spirit would just come and hover into that situation, just crash into those lives, restoring them, fixing whatever it may be in Jesus' name. In Jesus' mighty name. May you walk into this dark world carrying the light of the gospel forevermore because you're worth it and Jesus paid the price because you're worth it and he loves you.